Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Making of an Incredible MD Halad to Health podcast. Um, I'd just like to begin with an acknowledgement of country. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and rightful owners of the land um, on which we're all recording from today. So for me that's the Yorta Yorta people and the Bangarang people. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And I'd also like to acknowledge any First Nations people who might be listening to this podcast today. All right, so welcome back to um, this episode of the Hallad podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the waiting game um, and waiting for, you know, the interview offers and the um, med offers to come out and what that's like and how we all coped with it. Um, We've just finished our little panel series where we talked about each of the different unis and what their courses are like. So hopefully that was a little bit helpful in terms of uh, preferences and alleviated some of the stress that comes with that. Um, But yeah, today we just really want to discuss our little either like last minute practical tips on things to make sure that you do leading up to your interviews on like the logistical side or just tips on managing the stress and everything like that. Um, So I'll just start with Karim. Um, What kind of advice do you have to people uh, for dealing with, you know, the interviews coming up? Yeah. um, So obviously everyone's just submitted their applications. Um, In terms of advice for uh, interviews that are coming up, um, you know, Obviously, everyone's just submitted their application, so it's a really tricky waiting period at the moment. Um, and all you can do is sort of just assume that you will get a spot and start preparing for interviews. I remember my friends and I um, just sort of tentatively waiting, but kind of hoping that we would get some interviews um, and preparing for that because the last thing you want is to get an offer. And then a couple of weeks later, you have to sit the interviews and you haven't practiced anything at all. So just be aware of that, that when the offers for interviews to, um, when they come out, you'll, you'll have to um, set the interviews a couple of weeks later. Um, so it's a really good time to start familiarizing yourself with the process. Um, and we'll probably make a whole episode on that later down the track. Um, but I think this episode is sort of just to get us talking about what our experiences were like um, in terms of our learning uh, for um, the waiting period that we had, uh, specifically really the final week um, leading up to submitting your portfolios and stuff. So for me personally, I was actually really, really, really worried about submitting my portfolio and my um, preferences for GEMSAS. And the reason being is because I kept comparing my portfolio to that of other students. And I think that's a really bad idea. <laughs> I definitely try and avoid doing that as much as possible. Um, it's a little bit toxic energy to try and do that because everyone has different experiences that they can put towards their portfolio. Um, everyone has done different things leading up to 
you know, their, their application. Some people have actually been in the workforce, you know, in healthcare for many years. And so they've got that to back them up. Um, some people have completed, you know, master's degrees and PhDs and stuff. So it's really, really hard to sort of compare yourself to other people. And I think it's a good idea to maybe read over your own portfolio and, and try and get some feedback on that, but try not to compare yourself to others. That would probably be my biggest tip. Um, and the other tip that I think is really, really important is try to pick your preferences based on what you think is going to be best for you. Um, I, I've made the mistake of comparing my preferences to that of other people and wondering if I put down the sort of correct preferences that everyone should put down. Um, but I think that was a really bad idea. And it's sort of important to try and figure out what you like and not not worry about what everyone else is doing um, when you're applying for your preferences. Yeah. But passing back to Jules. So I think one of my biggest tips is actually based on personal experience. Um, it sounds like a really silly one, but a lot of the unis, when they ask you to come in for an interview, they actually, um, you have a link or something to confirm that you would like to attend your interview. And um, I did not realize this for my Melbourne Uni interview and something like for some random reason, the day before I had, so I think you get like a week to confirm. And the day before the week was up, I just thought, oh, I'd better look at my email again. And I was like, oh no, I almost missed out on my interview altogether. So just, you know, make sure that you read, like, because when you get that email saying you got an interview, you'll be really, really excited, right? You'll be like, oh my God, that's so good. And just make sure you read it and check if there are any steps, anything you need to do, anything you need to send. Because, yeah, it would be really silly to miss out for something like that. Um, I was really lucky because I almost did. Um, and then another little practical tip that I have for sort of the week, like for that period between now and interviews, is to try and organise your emails so that you either have sort of like a specific folder that your interview and all of that kind of mail comes through to, or at least you flag it as important. Because if you're like me, you get all sorts of random emails coming from all sorts of places. And not only do you not want to miss an important email or an important deadline, but you also don't want to be jumping out of your skin every time an email comes through. Um, so that's something that really helped me to kind of have peace of mind is that I had a separate email account for all of my applications to med. And that was the account that I checked once a day just to kind of do that. And then I wouldn't check it again um, because otherwise I think it can get really anxiety provoking. Yeah, the other thing I would um, mention, sorry there, Jules, um, is be on top of the deadlines yourself and, and don't rely on other people for checking your deadlines. I remember one of my friends had a, everyone's worst nightmare where they thought that the deadline was a week later than it was and actually forgot to um, submit their GEMSAS application so they couldn't apply for med that year. And they, they were absolutely devastated. Um, and you definitely do not want to do that. So make sure that you are on top of your deadlines, you're checking for yourself, you don't rely on other people telling you when the deadlines are or that your friends will remind you to submit your um, portfolios or your applications because um, not everyone can be so kind. Some I don't want to call out any people, but um, make sure that you're on top of it yourself, I think is sort of my advice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's some really good um, practical advice. Obviously all the logistical things um, really do 
take up a lot of time and effort as well. And I think people underestimate that, but it, it really is like sitting through reading things, reading application requirements, putting in your preferences and things like that take time. Um, but now that you've done that, because we're past the deadline and hopefully all of you got it um, and have submitted it successfully, now is, in my opinion, the hardest part. If you listened to one of our earliest episodes, um, you would have got the vibe that I was um, incredibly anxious the year I was applying for meds um, because I was so scared about deadlines, but also I couldn't stop reading my emails. Like Jules said, I didn't have... Uh, the good self-control that she had of only checking it once a day. I was constantly on my phone checking, um, you know, uh, at work, I would go to the bathroom and like check. I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really tough. I lost focus in my studies um, and lost focus in other things in life as well. You know, um, social um, interactions and things like that. Any events I had, I was constantly on my phone looking um, for interview offers or if anyone else had gotten anything um, and sort of speculating as well. I feel there's like a lot of rumors out there about how GEMSAS works um, and how preferences work that often aren't true or if they are true, it doesn't really matter that we know it or not. So just like stop speculating. Once you've pressed submit, just go out and enjoy your life and wait for someone to reach out to you. Um, and of course, you know, make sure you read your emails, but don't let it consume you because you've still got to focus on, if you're in your last year of undergrad, you've still got to focus on getting the marks for that. Um, but also if you do get into med, it's going to be stressful once you get in. So enjoy no stress for as long as you possibly can. Um, yeah, I think it's just learn from us that there's no need to stress and to check your emails a million times a day. But now we've sort of spoken about that a little bit. Um uh, Jules, did you want to talk a little bit about just once you started the waiting game and how you handled that? Yeah, definitely. So I think for me, it was almost like a little bit more difficult because I had a gap six months for the last half, like the six months before I started med. Um, and so that whole time I was working full time, but I didn't really have any like other stresses to distract me. Um, so I thought about it constantly and I found that I particularly got stressed after I'd done my interview because I was constantly replaying the interview in my mind. What did I do? What should I have said? Um, so I think a few things is like, first of all, just, you know, thinking about it as like a long period that you're going to be stressful because it's going to be, you know, four, five, six months. So having a bit of a think about how you're going to approach that, you know, make sure that you plan lots of things with friends, family, social supports, um, you know, look after yourself, exercise, all of that good stuff. Um, but also some more like concrete tips in terms of how to manage it. Um, one of the things I will say is that unis don't all release their offers at the same time. And that is incredibly anxiety provoking because like, especially with GEMSAS, they come out in batches. So you'll hear of someone having gotten an interview or an offer or whatever, and you won't have heard anything and you'll be really stressed. And so just remember that generally speaking, no news is always good news. Um, and the other thing as well is kind of on the line of what Gabby was saying about checking your phone at work, maybe think about where you want to be when you get those news. Um, so for me, my the email with my offer for med came out while I was at work and I saw that the email had arrived but I didn't know what it said and I knew that I didn't want to sit through the next four hours of my shift with that 
like knowing that I might have got, you know, if it was bad news, I didn't want to have to go through the rest of my shift with that. So I waited until after I'd finished work um, to go and check that. But it did mean that for four hours, I was so, so stressed. And so going back on that, my advice would be maybe while you're at work or while you're at a time where you can't afford to be distracted, um, just don't look at your phone and don't look at your emails. Because, you know, imagine if you're, I don't know, a couple hours before a massive exam or something and you get that email, like it's going to distract you. So I think it's a good idea that when you're at a time where you feel like you just have to focus on something else, it takes a lot of self-control, which I did not have. But try not to check your phone. Um, yeah. Uh, Karim and Gabby, do you have any anything to add to that? I, yeah. I also do have a similar story. Sorry, Gabby. Actually, um, when I got my interview offer, I was actually driving. And uh, don't check your emails when you're driving. That's all I can say. On to you, Gabby. <laughs> oh, oh, bit of a mis- mystery story there. Um, yeah, so it was sort of similar. I um, I applied for UCID as well, which comes out a lot earlier. Um, and I'd seen on Paging Doctor that people have gotten offers. And it was like two days after and I still hadn't heard anything. So I started to think the worst. Like I didn't submit. Karim is laughing because he knows that I was so stressed. So I was like, shit, my application didn't submit. I did something wrong. So I rang the university <laughs> and I demanded to speak to someone because I was like, I've not heard anything. I haven't heard a rejection and rejections had come out. Um, and yeah, and offers had come out as well, but I hadn't heard anything. So, yeah, I um, hustled you, Sid. I think I rang them in a week. I rang them maybe five times because my offer came out a week after everyone else's. I'm not sure why, whether I was, like, at the bottom of the list or or what, but or they just liked torturing me because I honestly, and I'm going to reveal something about myself, but I'm happy with the world knowing because hopefully that means that, you know, if you're in a similar situation, you can relate. But what I would do, I would get so stressed, but I had so many other things going on in biomed. So I would set a timer, <laughs> let myself cry for five minutes. And then once I'd finished crying for five minutes, I'd have to get up and study. And I'd listen to the song on the Trolls movie <laughs> over and over again, which is like... Um, it's about getting up again after you fall down. It's a very motivational song. But I listened to that all day because I was so stressed and I'd, I'd never worked myself up that much. So, yeah, if you're feeling that way and you have to set yourself a timer to cry for a couple minutes before you get to do something else, I think that's pretty normal. Well, hopefully it's normal anyway. <laughs> just, to, just to put context as well, um, I think... Gabby had called you, Sid, so often that every time she called, they kind of just like, oh, hey, Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) They recognised her voice. They started knowing who she was. But, yeah, um, yeah, honestly, try not to stress. That's probably our biggest piece of advice. Um, For me, it was really just uh, checking checking paging Doctor way too often. Um, I, I became very obsessed with it. I would check it every day, maybe a few times a day. And, and things wouldn't even change, like, for several months. I'd just see the same posts because, like, people aren't posting until things actually happen. Um, so, yeah, it, it just I just became way too obsessed with it, which was not good. Um, and even after doing the interviews, just checking it obsessively because waiting for the um, 
actual offers to come out as well. So that was also pretty stressful. Um, but yeah, try, try to have a bit more discipline than we did. Um, <laughs> we definitely struggled. Um, I will say that I think if you have just submitted your application um, for GenSAS to try and take some time off before getting into your interview prep, I know that some of my friends and I started very, very early. Um, I actually almost regret how early I started because I just added so much extra stress to my year that I didn't need to. So I started preparing for interviews sometime in February, like literally right at the start of semester of my final year of undergrad, um, which I didn't need to. I think I, I think I think we started preparing a bit too early, which just added more stress. On top of other things, you know, you're usually pretty busy with other like uni stuff at that point. So yeah, try to have a good balance, do some prep, don't go too overboard. Um, I think that'll probably be my biggest piece of advice there as well. I think also one thing that I've been realizing since doing this course is that in med, like in medicine as a career, there are going to be so many times where you're anticipating results or things to come out like you know when you apply for your internship you don't know where you're going to go you're waiting for you know you have to apply for things and then once you start deciding to apply for a specialty you're going to be waiting to hear if you get into that specific training or whatever and so I think starting early with some coping mechanisms for waiting for news like this to come out is probably a good idea um, because I definitely approached it at the time as sort of like this is one of the most stressful times that I'm going to have. And then after that, you know, everything will be smooth and it isn't. So I think just getting into the habit already of just compartmentalizing your life so that you can cope and exist and work and whatever, in spite of being anxious about something that's going to happen is probably a good, a good thing to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we've spoken a lot about um, really helpful tips, um, a little bit of unhelpful uh, stories by me, but hopefully it helps you feel a little bit more um, sane if um, you're going through something a little bit similar to that. Um, but to summarize some of the things we spoke about is basically don't get obsessed over emails and checking resources like paging doctor. Um, have something else outside of med, outside of applications that you can look to to sort of de-stress and, and distract yourself a little bit. Um, make sure you turn your phone off or your notifi notifications off if you need to focus on something else, you know, like exams, biomed, work, family events even, or friends you know, you don't want to be worrying about that when you're with your loved ones as well. And if you do start interviewing, uh, prepping for interviews, make sure you have a break first and then get into it because you probably will run out of resources. Um, and also, you know, you need to give yourself time to relax and also think about why you're doing med, what you want to get out of a career in medicine and all those important things that you need to be sort of self-aware once you get into interview prep. And we will have some episodes um, down the track about preparing for interviews. And um, what we did last year is we actually had some mock MMI stations on our podcast. Um, so make sure you check those out and we'll do some new ones this year as well to help you out with your interview prep. So don't stress, um, look after yourself. Um, anything else that I missed, Karim and Jules? No, I think that's it. I think you've got it. Yeah, I reckon that's everything. Great. So a nice quick episode today, but hopefully that ties off our application process um, nicely for you. And we'll see you in the next couple of episodes. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.